Hello. I am a robot. You are listening to Scorchio. A 200% podcast. Scorchio! It's a time like this that I'm glad I'm a commentator and not a player. Hello games fans and welcome to Scorchio, the podcast where we review old football video games. My name is Ian King and that idiot is Edward Carter and uh, every week we are going to be pulling out a video game, a football video game from the archives and ripping it to shreds a little bit. Tearing a new one. Yeah, very much so, very much so. Um, we've chosen our cutoff date as the PS2 era, so that's to about 2006, 2007. Uh, and the reason we've done that is that, um, well, nowadays there are only really three games you can get if you've got a console. Uh, the Great Consolidation. Yep, the Great Consolidation. You've got your FIFA, you've got your Pro Evolution, and you've got your Football Manager. And really, that's your lot. But there was a time up to then where there was always a plethora of different games available. Some good, some bad, some absolutely fucking abysmal. And uh, for this very first podcast, we're going right the way back to the beginning. We're going actually back to September 1982. And uh, and Football Manager by Addictive Games. Um, so, a little bit of background, first of all. Um, the ZX Spectrum was released in May 1982. £125 for your 16 kilobyte version. £175 for your 48 kilobyte version. And uh, Football Manager appeared in September of the same year. So it really is legitimately uh, one of the first games of any substance to be released for the system. Because it wasn't originally intended to be a games machine. Clive Sinclair did not like the fact that it was a games machine or ended up as a games machine at all. And you can tell the age of the game because it is written in BASIC which was the uh, programming language that was used on the system. Uh, later games on the ZX Spectrum came to be written in machine code, which bypassed that altogether. And this meant that ZX Spectrum games, later ZX Spectrum games, could run significantly faster and significantly more complex queries than basic games could. But in the first place, you know, three or four months after it had come out, well, nobody really knew how to work that at the time particularly well. This is a very old game. It's probably the oldest one we're going to do. I don't know. We, there, there might be room to stretch back for an arcade game or something. But uh, but this is probably the oldest game we're going to do. And it is also, you know, the origin story. This this game is where, where, it, where it all begins. Management simulators start with this. And, um, of course, the name eventually made a comeback itself when uh, the game's developers of Championship Manager broke away from IDOS Interactive to form their own company in 2005, and they took the name Football Manager and brought it back. But this is, this is, the, this is the original 
It was written by a guy called Kevin Toms, who sold the game by mail order only. I read an interview with him, and he he said that in the first place, when when this game started selling, he didn't even have a tape copying facility, and he was literally just running off copies of it as he got money through. It was mail order only, and it became a massive success. It sold five hundred thousand copies. And it, the, the, the most surprising thing about it, I suppose, is that it took six years to write a follow-up. The Football Manager 2 came out in 1988, and then there were two further iterations of it a little further down the line. And it is now available as a mobile game. He's finally sort of cashing in on it, you know, on, on, on his name a little bit, which I actually think is it's right that he should be doing that, because he was the first recognisable face of the UK gaming market. When magazines started coming out in the early 1980s, and magazines like Sinclair User, um, they would have these page adverts for this game with screenshots and you know some artwork and what have you, and they would have his face on it. There were a small number who became quite well known at the time. Matthew Smith, who wrote Manic Miner and Jet Set Willy. There was a guy called Joffre Smith who used to do the arcade conversions, who was famous for the high quality uh, of his games. And these people kind of did border on becoming something like rock stars. You know, Jeff Minter, who was, you know, the, the hippie guy, who's still in the trade, of course. You know, they were, for a while, kind of famous um, in their own way. The tabloids loved it. You know, you'd have these pictures of 18-year-old lads who just made 100,000 quid in a year and bought a Ferrari or whatever. So there was a this brief window during which they were bordering on celebrities. And he was the kind of prototype of that, I think. And this game was really the first real smash hit sales-wise. Everybody had Football Manager. Everybody had it. I had it on the ZX81. It was originally released on the Spectrum's predecessor, the ZX81, which had come out a year earlier. And so the Spectrum version, the version that we have played last night, as it goes, is actually a port with added graphics. Because the ZX81, no way that was capable of running any graphics. The big selling point of the game at the time was that it featured match highlights, uh, which we will... You know, well. come on to sh- come on to shortly, but well. that was that was a real kind of wow. The fact that you know it wasn't just like lines of text or whatever. It was you could actually see some form of representation of what was happening. It was a big deal at that time. These these things really weren't very commonplace. That's Football Manager, um, and I would say that of all the games we're going to cover in this series, it is almost certainly the most important it's you know there are there are others which are probably more fondly remembered um there are others which are possibly more famous um but i don't think that there is any other single game which had the lasting influence that this one did this was the book of genesis yeah, but this, this, there was nothing else like it at the time. I was actually trying to find the one football game that I know is older than this, that came out on the ZX Spectrum almost as it was released. And I've got a feeling that I know where to find it. And we will do that one one day. But uh, 
if it, only if I only if I actually can locate it. I think I can, but I'm I'm not certain a that I can and b if I do, uh, then whether it will actually work or not. Because obviously, you know, we I don't own a ZX Spectrum. Uh, we have ZX. We have an emulator for it. We're going to be running all of these games through emulators. Well, yeah, we're going to have to. Out of interest, how did you find that? How did I find the emulator? Yeah. Uh, initially, it was a bit jarring because I'm not in any way a technical person, as you may well know. Uh, and also, I, I had no experience with Spectrums. I mean, when this game came out, I was two years old. So not its target demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my my computer experience really started with consoles rather than home computers. Ah, right. Okay. When if if and when anything went wrong, I had absolutely no idea. I had no recourse to do anything but to just start again. Yeah, and and things went wrong with these all the time. One of the one of the uh the the, the ongoing issues with everything that Sinclair ever made was that the build quality was fucking abysmal a wrong an accidental key press will send you into the um, like the 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 basic programming of yeah. the game yeah uh, there, well, which yeah, you is have to very the... disconcerting for a, a simpleton like yeah that. it's the break button if you if, if a game is running in basic unless it's got some sort of protection on it the the, the spectrum uh, had a break button, but just button with break on it, and, and that would stop whatever it was you were doing. And it didn't usually work in with a machine code game, but if the game was written in BASIC, it would just stop the game and just send you into the code. And from there, you can do some interesting things. I'm you sure know, you, you can. can. You can, yeah, you can you can fiddle around with. It. Obviously, from a game's developer's point of view. It's not ideal. I'm sure there have been lots of people who, who rummaged around under the skin and did all kinds of clever things with that game. I'm sure the people who made Championship Manager probably got their start picking that game apart and seeing how it works. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. But for me, for the, the casual user, there was a white-knuckle terror that you don't necessarily get with other games oh absolutely absolutely um you know the the best example i can think of of um of that is that with the the zx81 was the predecessor to the zx spectrums black and white no sound the worst keyboard that any home computer i think has ever had and it came with one kilobyte of ram and if you wanted to extend that you could extend it to 16 kilobytes with the addition of a RAM pack, which you plugged in to the back of it. But if you pulled that out while it was on, fried the motherboard, killed the machine completely. <laughs> and they were wobbly, those things. You know? <laughs> what a <laughs> they, great they, feature that is. Yeah, that, uh, that gives you an idea of what it was like. The thing to bear in mind is that neither the ZX81... There was even a predecessor to that called the ZX80, which... Um, you know, was a a real heap of crap. It's not barely worth talking about. But um, the thing about these machines is that they weren't intended as mass sale gaming devices. The ZX eighty one was targeted at the hobbyist market. Yeah, yeah. When you if you look back at the adverts for the ZX eighty one, going right the way back to sort of you know nineteen eighty one. 
um, the adverts that appeared in magazines, there were two ways in which you could buy it. And one of those was you had to build it yourself. Nice. So it was, you know, it was a hobbyist's machine. It wasn't yeah. designed for a mass market. It was, spectrum... yeah. It wasn't designed. It wasn't designed for Bart Simpson. Yeah. It wasn't. This... It wasn't designed for Millhouse. It was designed yeah. for Martin Prince. Exactly. Yeah. The Spectrum uh, was a move away from that. I don't think you could buy Spectrums in kit form. Um, but I mean. You know, they were very, very simple machines. Z80 processor, which was kind of bog standard at the time, but they I think they only clocked to about 3 megahertz or something. It was like a tiny, piffling little amount. Seven colours. Um, a bunch of kind of bleeps for sound, which people did manage to do some great stuff with eventually. Yeah, but it stick a like... pin in that, actually, because I've got many things to say about the sound. In this it wasn't game. like the Commodore 64 which had this, uh, as it was called, I think it was called the SID chip, which was a proper musical chip, which meant that it, you know, it had a great sound for the time. The ZX Spectrum just had sort of, you know, eight tonal bleeps Hmm. covering a full octave. And then it was down to you if you could, you know, chop them up and turn them into something that was worth using. But there, you see, that's 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 what they say, isn't it? The great artist innovates. Well, that's the thing. It was a it was a it, that he's been given. That's the world that it came from. The first editions of Football Manager, as I said, you know, they was they were sold by mail order by a bloke in his bedroom with a tape recorder, and if you wanted a copy of the game, he'd pop it on a he'd pop blank tape into a machine. It would take him five minutes to record it. He'd then put a sticker on it, stick it in a tape box, put an inlay in it, and post it to you himself. It was a homebrew environment. It didn't come... And that, I think, is part of the reason why the Spectrum has continued to endure. Um, Earlier this year, or the end of last year, the Spectrum Next came out, which is a Kickstarter which got funded, which is for a, a ZX Spectrum only kind of reimagined for the 21st century. Uh, so it kind of runs on the same aesthetic as a Spectrum, but just vastly improved. And so that homebrew thing is still, it's in the DNA of the machine, you know. It's in the, it's its part of its culture that I don't think you could ever get rid of. Football Manager wasn't available for sale in, you know, glossy sort of stands in 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 specialist shops or you know specialist chain shops or whatever it wasn't like that there was a small number of independent computer game shops that were just basically kind of like you know sellers with rows of cassettes in them uh and a little bit after this maybe 1984 85 sort of time they started to become available in places like boots and wh smiths um but it took about I would say a couple of years for it to start resembling in any way what people would now recognise as being that particular marketplace. It's a very, very different world. Earlier, I completed a season on Football Manager, which I thought would serve as quite an interesting framework for looking at the game for those who are not familiar with it. And also uh, a conduit for some of our riper opinions about this game's shortfalls and 
indeed its triumph. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing that I took away from playing it last night, and it was the first time in many years that I've played it, don't get me wrong, I've got a feeling that I might have messed around with it a bit about 15 years ago or something like that. I think I might have seen it somewhere on a on a website or something and maybe thought, oh, and played it for half an hour and then just gone off and done something else. But other than that, yeah. I probably haven't played it since about 1986, something like that, you know, a very, very, very long time ago. Um, but I thought it held up really well, you know, considering how bare bones it is, how, you know, rough around the edges it is. It drew both of us in last night. We were both playing a separate league at the same time. And uh, you were complaining a little bit at the start of it. But uh, you got drawn (laughs) into it. I knew you would. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but I, 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 within about... I think I played the first couple of games and I was like... And then it got a little bit further in than that. And I was like... Actually, no, I remember this now. This is, this is, I like it. I liked the, um, I like the tempo of it. Um, the, because it runs inside an emulator, it doesn't run at the lightning fast speed of a modern game. It runs as it would do on an original ZX Spectrum. Yeah. And so that means that when it's calculating the league table, <laughs> it takes 30 seconds to do it. It's an or, embarrassingly you know, a minute embarrassingly long. And that's and that's fine. I like that. It kind of lopes along at this slow pace. There isn't an enormous amount to it. So, you know, you can't kind of lose your mind in the statistics or, you know, lose yourself down sort of various rabbit holes because there just aren't any to go to go down. Yeah. Um and I enjoyed that. I liked the tempo of it. I liked the fact that you could just crack on through to the next game. Um, <laughs> and we got we got a season done in what an hour? Uh, uh, roughly, hour yeah, roughly that. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. But um, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe you would like to share your experience of it, and just so, just to, to let the reader know how it actually plays. Well, I mean, uh, last night. We uh, were both playing as Brighton, uh, a fine choice. We were um, in the fourth division. You can only start in the fourth division. Did you? I hope you noticed, by the way, I did that they notice. are listed as a first division team. Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't actually notice so that because I, I was uh, all. I was already aware. I was already aware of the fact that whatever team I chose, they were going to be starting in Division Four. So I didn't really make any odds yeah um yeah i mean um, it's and you all and you and you do always that was last night and i did very badly indeed yeah and you always start with the same players as well yeah i did very badly indeed uh finished 15th out of a league of 16 you did a little bit better i think you were in contention for being promoted at one point but then it all felt felt it was <sighs> It was kind of frustrating, and I liked that. Um, There's 16 teams in the division, and I got to eighth place. And you go on. A, I started badly, but I kind of got my team into a little bit of order. I spent like all the money I had within about. The I first thought you would. Five weeks. <laughs> I thought you would. I spent way too much on Eric Gates. I don't know what was going on in my head. 
but I'd done quite well on my first couple of signings. And uh, and then Eric Gates became available, and I bid £30,000 for him, and he was only worth twenty. And obviously they accepted that ridiculous offer. Well, because the aim is to, you know, try and bid a little bit under, and there's a chance you'll get him. Oh, absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know quite why I did that, but but after a bad start, my team got up into mid-table in a what was quite a tight division. Um, but every time it looked as if, oh right, okay, only another couple of if we can get another couple of straight wins here, we'll be <laughs> actually pushing for pushing for you know second or third place, and then they would just go to absolute tits. I mean, they beat the team that was top. I think it was 4-0 away from home. And then a week later, lost away to the team that was bottom. So it was that type yeah, well, of season. That's, that you is know. Brighton for you, I'll tell you that. We were playing on the middle skill level, because there's seven skill levels, which is quite a lot. So we were... Then this morning, I thought, what I need to do is properly annotate this so that I don't miss anything out. Because it's a, it's a, it's a thoroughly... Um, it's a thoroughly prescriptive experience, uh, a game of football manager. Um, and I think I, I, I wrote it down. I think the entire season can be expressed in something like 40 moves. Um, 42 moves, essentially, which is a bit like a game of chess. And I was uh, playing Sheffield Wednesday, who are a team I'm currently managing on Championship Manager 2001 2002 so I sort of went for that synchronicity started enter your name Ron Butter of course Sheffield Wednesday were the team that's the your, your next uh, your next task pick your team select your skill level now that's an interesting that's an interesting area because as far as I'm aware this might be the only football management sim I've ever played well, where the, there's a skill level I don't that know I'm aware of what the algorithm behind the skill level is. I don't know what it makes more difficult and what it makes easier. You know, I I I've looked I've ha- I haven't looked into the the nuts and bolts of it, but I did tr- uh, play about with it a bit. And I I mean I can attest that the higher the skill setting is, the harder it is to win yeah. games. And also I believe uh Injuries seem to become a bit more. Yeah, prevalent. that yeah, that would make yeah, that would make sense. Is it, I mean, I'm fascinated by it. I need to break into the code and have a proper look at it because I didn't last night. Well, just accidentally pressed the down key. This family is being subjected to the most maddening frustration there is. They've always found bachelor's savoury rice irresistible. Now they know bachelors have made their savoury rice even more delicious tantalizingly tastier with lots of vegetables. Then your bachelors have introduced two mouth-watering new varieties, mushroom and tropical food. And it's driving them crazy. Bachelor's savoury rice. Every grain will drive them insane. The the fourth thing you've got to do is choose your colour for the yeah. replays. Every every game comes with as as you said, three D replays. Hmm. Yeah, and and in which the match action is basically a, it's it's a game between a team of white stick men and a team of yep. black stick men. So you have to choose whether or not you want your team to be represented by the, by the white stick men, 
or the black stickmen. And which colour did you go for? I went for white Racist. both times. <laughs> <laughs> I went. <laughs> I went for white both times. Oh, no, th- um, actually, the thing is that I know that when I play it, I always go for white because that was the colour that a football kit was at the time. Do you know well, what yeah. I mean? No, there I, were, I there were no I re- In 1983, say, there were no yeah. black football kits. So you kind of went well, with white because... Yeah, I guess so. I, I, would pick, I would pick white, I mean, for Brighton, Sheffield Wednesday... I pick white because their kit is predominantly white. Yeah, well, they keep fucking it about, don't they, Sheffield Wednesday? They but kits. if I were playing as, say, Liverpool or uh, Manchester United, maybe, mm. I, might, I might have gone for black. Yeah. Because also they're, they're both evil. And black is, of course, well known as the colour of evil. Well, I think you could probably change that in the code. Um, but I don't think that would be very difficult to change in the code. No, so you to could one go of the in, other colours. Yeah, so you could pick Manchester. You know, you could pick Liverpool, and you could go in and and, and change that from black to mm. red. I, I think you well, probably could do that Well, because every team has easily. got a colour that is corresponds to their kit. So Brighton's name appears in blue, and Norwich is in green, and yeah. Plymouth's in yeah. green, and, and yeah. Manchester United's in red, and so on. Um. So yeah, I would guess so. As long as you chose one of the seven colours that you had access to, yeah, that would probably be all right. Yeah, and it's also got an editor, of course. Yes. You fiddle, did you fiddle around with the editor at all? I didn't. No, I didn't have. A, I didn't have a look at the editor. Um, on the options screen, you are you can you can sell or list your player. You can have a look at your overall score, which is a very sort of video gamey thing. And something that has been sort of slowly abandoned by the uh, football management world. Mm -hmm. Get a bank loan. You could pay off the bank loan. Change the skill level. Uh, And then there was a change player names bit where you could change the name of any team and any player on the game. Yeah. That's a... I mean, that, I mean, obviously, that's quite. F- I think that's quite forward thinking. Oh, I think so. I mean, and, I mean, I imagine that there are a lot of people who played full um, seasons with like teams made up of their mates yeah. or bumhole United. Bum, bumhole United. <laughs> now, now that now that you say that, I can't believe I didn't do it. Well, you know, you're you're missing out. You're missing out. Bumhole United or not, though. And unless you edited the players' names, you were very much stuck with uh, your initial twelve. And as far as I'm concerned, these initial twelve, are, there's there's something sort of quite canonical about it. If you were one of those twelve players who are always the players that you get on a game of Kevin Tom's Football Manager, yeah, that's something worthy of note, isn't it? That's how. That, you know, hello, I, I'm uh, Graham Ricks. I, you know, I was one of the original twelve players. Yeah, forget, forget if about, you, forget about, all forget that about everything stuff. else. <laughs> I mean, there is a chance that Kenny Sanson introduces himself that way. Yeah, possibly. Quite when possibly. he sidles up to you on a park bench. But it is in its own way. It's in it's it's immortality, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, oh, I suppose I'm probably just about of the youngest generation that would know you know that would know him firsthand from this game i would have been just about 10 years old when it came out so anybody younger than me um is probably going to struggle with who he is apart from the occasional you know sensational uh 
um, article in a tabloid newspaper. Uh, <laughs> it that, but that's yeah, that's I I quite and I quite like that as a legacy. You know, I'd take that. I'd be delighted. You get six defenders: um, Phil Parks, yeah, Phil Neal, Alvin Martin, Kenny Sansom, Richard Osman, and Dave Watson. Now Russell, I'm assuming Russell Osman, not Richard Osman. Oh yeah, the co-host, of the co-host of Pointless at centre half. <laughs> Although... But he is quite tall. <laughs> He is very tall. You'd probably stick him in goal, um, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, actually, it would be good to have an understudy goalkeeper because Phil Parks is the only goalkeeper who appears on the game. Yeah, and he was getting and, on a bit and, by 1982, I reckon, Phil Parks. And he's not, and he's not even listed as, as a goalkeeper. There is no distinction drawn. Yeah, no, he's just listed so, as a defender, isn't he? I don't know what happens if you take him out and play a game without him, just without him there. Does your team just get absolutely humped? I, I can't remember. Uh, no, I don't think it necessarily gets absolutely humped. Although I did have to take him out at one point because he got injured. Yeah. And my team got absolutely humped. But I don't think that that was necessarily his mm. fault. Well, uh, that's the thing, isn't it? That when it gets to the highlights, the question is, yeah. is it just it's showing you fake. a bunch of goals? Is that based on anything? How's it tying all that together? Because I have absolutely yeah. no idea, but I'm sure are there the move, is. Yeah, are the movements made by the players actually, you know, is there a level of accuracy yeah. to yeah. what actually happened? Yeah. Um, Dave Watson. This is my big question. Yeah. I'm assuming that it's the, the uh, Dave Watson, the elder of the two Dave Watsons who overlapped at the beginning of the 1980s rather than the younger. Oh, absolutely. No, Dave absolutely. Watson, yeah, he absolutely will be. It'll be the one who, I don't know who he would have been playing for by then. Man City, uh, maybe? I, I think he was at Southampton. Southampton. Oh, yeah, because he, yes, because he would have been part of, um, there was the quite famous Southampton team that had five England captains in it at the same time. Yes. That it had. Yeah. Oh my god, see if I can do this from memory. It had Dave Watson, uh Mick Mills, um Kevin Keegan, um Peter Shilton. Peter Shilton. And did I say Dave Watson? Yes. Mick Channon? Yeah, I can't remember. Um, anyway, the, oh Alan Bull. Bert Harris? Alan Bull. Oh Alan Bull. But it had like it, it was a it's a record, and I think it's a record that still exists even now. That it's the the team with the most England captains in it would have been the Southampton team of about nineteen eighty one or eighty two. So yeah, I'm pretty certain it'll be Watson Senior. Dave Watson himself has got a record uh for the England national team. Do you know what it is? Uh sent off three times for punching a cat. No, oh. it was worth a try. Look, yeah, he he was cat bin lady. That's what it was. Yeah. No, he he made the most appearances for England. He won the most England caps without, without ever appearing oh. at a major international oh. tournament. Yeah, well, obviously that's going to be anybody playing between nineteen seventy and nineteen eighty, no, it, isn't it? It's not going to be anyone. It's going to be him yeah. exactly. He got the most. So well, well done here. The midfield, there's three midfielders, Graham Ricks, Brian Talbot and Steve McCall. Yep. Ma- Manchester City, Steve McCall? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then up front, the you had three attackers, Cyril Regis, Tony Morley yep. and Kevin Keegan. 
Kevin Keegan was all... I mean, every game that I tried, Kevin Keegan's skill level was listed as one, which is the lowest skill yeah. level. Yeah. Oh, you'd have had Gary Shaw as well. Gary Shaw would have been a naser striker. Forward. Well, yeah, Gary Shaw... I've got a list. There is. There are 12 other players. Ah, right. Oh, um, you're just going with the first... The original first 12. They're the original. Yeah. That's... Yeah, okay. they're the, your canonical 12. Yeah. There are 24 players in the game, which, when you think about it, isn't it's if not you bad. Were, it's not bad. Well, it's not bad, but if you were to get all the way to the first division, yeah, um, you probably would have been buying and selling the same player three or four times. Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, yeah, you absolutely would be. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so you might, you, you know, you might get a little bit tired. It's made in 1982. This game. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the 24 players. Would you like to venture a guess at how many of them appeared in the England World Cup squad that year? Uh, I would go for not many. I know Phil Parks didn't. It's actually it's it's not an it's not an inconsequential nine. Oh, is it? nine? I was gonna go. So, I was gonna. I was gonna go for eight. Actually, that was, uh, was gonna be my guess. Phil Nil, uh, Kenny Sanson, Mick Mills. Russell Osman, Steve Foster, Brian Robson, Glenn Hoddle, Graham Ricks, and Peter With, uh, yep. as well as obviously the sainted Kevin Keegan. Yeah. Fat load of good he was at the 1982 World Cup. Should have fucking left him at home. Um, and the, the breakdown of the clubs that they uh, represented at the time. Uh, yeah. Ipswich. Have the most representatives. Yeah, well, it's going to be it's going to be Ipswich and Aston Villa, isn't it? Because Ipswich, Aston Villa, um, and Arsenal. Yeah, because Ipswich um, and Aston Villa obviously were toe to toe for the nineteen eighty one league title. So that's why you've got the most players from those two teams. Um, and then obviously a and, and the other thing is, of course, that if he's only picking English players, and it does look as if he was only picking English players, I don't. Are there any non-English uh, players? There are there? no non-English players. Yeah. There's, there's so, one player who wasn't born in England, um, Cyril Regis. Yeah, but yeah. he had represented England. Or yeah, I think England. I think he's. I think he was only picking English players, and of course, the the spine of the Liverpool team that won the league in 1982. Yes. Um, would have been mostly not English, as as it yeah. ever was. Yeah, it was usually made Scottish. up entirely of Scottish, yeah. Welsh, and Irish. Yeah, and the yeah. and the other thing, of course, to bear in mind is that halfway through the nineteen eighty one eighty two season, which I would assume would have been around about the time that the ZX eighty one version of the game would have been being written, Liverpool were toilet. They were the Boxing Day nineteen eighty one. They were tenth in the league. They were tenth in the league. They won the league yeah. at the end of the season, but they were tenth on Boxing Day. Liverpool only have one player, um, Phil Neal. It's the same number Brighton can boast. Yeah, uh, and Leeds, who were relegated that season. Who's the Leeds player? The, my, my mind's gone blank. Uh, the Leeds player, I can't remember. I think it's, it might be Stephen Hunt. Um, no, Steve Hunt played for Coventry. Oh, that's right. He's the single Coventry uh, representative. Yeah. Um, 
Was it? Oh, uh, I think who the Leeds player would it, have been. Was it Gary Owen? Gary Owen played for West Brom. I don't know no, if he played true. for he played for West Brom, and I think he played for Man City for it a bit. It could like. have been. It could have been Steve McCall. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah. I thought Steve McCall played for Man City, but the thing is that Man City had that run of buying terrible players for a very large amount of money, and I've got a feeling that Steve McCall might have been one of them. I'm not certain though. It could have been, I, I don't know, I mean, it, could it have been Eric fucking Gates? I, I'm using his full name. Yeah, Eric no, fucking no, Gates. no, no, Eric, Eric Gates was at Ipswich. Eric Gates was at Ipswich for years. Oh, yes, he was one of the uh, the Ipswich four. He, he, was a, he was a strikingly ugly player, Eric Gates. Well, Eric fucking Gates, as he's well known uh, on the Sound of Football podcast, because Eric. when Jan Bilton made the acquaintance of Eric fucking Gates at a, you know, meet the players sort of luncheon. Well, yeah, because he played for Sunderland after. It, after it, it, yeah, such. it turned out that um, the mouth of a docker. Yeah, it's probably. <laughs> there was Effin and right. Jeffin. Of a very very high level. Yeah, that's so probably that's about right. About He's got the, the thing. I mean, he was a really good player, really good player. But he had a face like a bag of smashed crabs. <laughs> so you know, the youngest the youngest player out of the twenty four is Gary Shaw. That would who, be Gary Shaw, who was Young Player of the Year in nineteen eighty one. He would have been twenty one at the time. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that Aston Villa nineteen eighty one League Championship winning team. I mean, a lot. They were on TV quite a bit, and um, he was fucking excellent that season. He was re- him and Tony Morley. That was the that's what powered Aston Villa to the league. That season. Well, it's was, what uh, powered powered uh, powered me to promotion this morning. Yeah, yeah. The oldest, Dave Watson, nineteen forty six. He was born, which would have made him thirty six. Yeah, that makes sense. At the time, he one of two players who were born in the nineteen forties. Mick Mills being the other one. Yeah, good old Mick Mills. Rhyming slangs, Mick Mills. <laughs> Yeah, rhyming slangs, Mick Mills, as well as the late lamented Gary Ablett. Um... <laughs> a bathtub is caressed by a female foot. The bath is filling with water. A woman unwraps a Cadbury's flake. A woman eats a Cadbury's flake in the bath as water overflows all over the floor. Cadbury's Flake, the crumbliest, flakiest milk chocolate in the world. Eat flakes. There are, out of the 24 players, two who I have seen playing for Brighton and Hove Albion as well as having managed for Brighton and Hove Albion as of last night. Mm-hmm. Steve Foster and Russell Osman, although it's it's arguable I saw both of them on the downward trajectory i would have thought so yeah i mean i would have i've saw glenn hoddle play a number of times yeah um i reckon i probably saw remy moses play he's a squad player in that game isn't he yeah um and there's probably a few others as well is trevor francis in it no is he not i can't i can't remember i would have seen a fair few of them because um i was doing a, re- a not unreasonable amount of Spurs games between sort of 1981 and 84. 
He used to be alternate weekend Spurs and Enfield at the time. There are there are eight defenders in the game. There's eight midfielders. There's eight attackers. The eight attackers are Cyril Regis, Peter With, Tony Morley, Peter Barnes, Eric fucking Gates, Kevin Reeves, Kevin Keegan and Gary Shaw. Um, Peter Barnes, actually, in common with Remy Moses, are, are two players who appear on this game and were also in Sir Alex Ferguson's first Manchester United squad. So there's a nice piece of trivia for you. Thank you. <laughs> I could tell that you're impressed. What do you want me to say? Do you want me to say that I've got an erection? Is that what you need to hear right now? Because I have. Well, <laughs> the the, <laughs> the um, what do you what do you make? So you you're okay with there just being twenty four players? Yeah. You don't feel that? How can I? It's nineteen eighty two. They would have had room for. And I suppose, you know, if you wanted to, you could change the name of any of those players at your leisure. So you need actually never get bored. If you decided that... I'm starting to see the brilliance of that editor mode now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's, it's actually, yeah, it's infinite. Because it doesn't matter who the other players are for the other teams. They yeah. don't get named at all. They're just anonymous, like, They're yeah, just anonymous you, numbers. So it, if you have a game of championship manager for example that lasts 20 years yeah. as people do and I've never fully understand how that happens yeah. and it's it's all just it's like you're living in a completely different world because every player is just a regen with a regenerated name I suppose the the genius of this system is that you know you could be playing this game now having it's still the same save, even. Yeah, you um, could go in. You and, could and, in. and you would have all the latest yeah, players. It's 2020. It's 38 years since that game was written. And you could go in, and if you wanted to, just put this season's teams and this season's players in it. You know, if you wanted. There's nothing to stop you from doing that. I think that's a stroke of, I think that's a stroke of genius. The whole, the whole thing is a stroke of genius, because it's very simple. But utterly, utterly compelling. Yeah, it sucks in... you. It sucks you in whether you like it or not. It's that's that was yeah. very much the feeling I got of it after about four or five games of the season. I was like, oh, fucking hell, I'm into this now. I'm gonna have to see that. I'm gonna have to see this season <laughs> through at the very least. And I was fine with Each that. I, and I was fine with it. Yeah, I was fine with that. I was like, all right, you know, onwards and upwards. And I did find myself so you, getting excited at the games. I, I I sent you a screenshot of the one that I won six five, and, and well, I was I mean, genuinely. An I think game. my team was winning six two or something in that game, and by the end they were hanging on for dear life. And I was and I was, you know, mm. genuinely on the edge of my seat. I was the oh. games. The games are very actually very exciting to watch because essentially you you each have an end. One one game that you know you'll be. I, I'm not sure if it's if you're the home team you attack the end where the goal is to the right, and if you're the away team you attack the goal to the left. But when that screen flashes up and it's a change of ends, yeah. 
And you don't know. You know, you're thinking, yeah. oh, the balance has shifted. Yeah. And I didn't. And you and you don't know how far through the game you are. There might be three highlights. There might be 20. And then all of a sudden, it just cuts. Yeah, and it doesn't do them all. To the result. I was a bit worried that it might do them. I couldn't remember. I was a bit worried that it might do all of them at one end and then all of them at the other. And so... If you yeah. went 2-0 up at one end, you'd be thinking, oh, Christ, that's not going to be enough to win this game. But it doesn't. Yeah, it yeah. flips It it's... flips from end to end. It's it's. Um, it said, I mean, I've just got the screenshot up here. It was Brighton 6, Hartlepool 5. Yeah, what a take game. that, monkey hands. Yeah, what a game that was. Edge of the seat stuff. And like I say, people were genuinely... Um, excited when it, uh, by that when it came out, it was it was that was genuinely considered to be. They are. It's extra. I mean, it, it, you wouldn't believe that it could be so affecting, but it really does draw you in. And that when that that final sort of chop of the uh, final score coming down and puts an end to yeah, all of that. Oh, thank Christ! It's so. It it well sometimes yeah. it's that sometimes, sometimes it's, it's it's the guillotine it's it it's just so brutalist that it can't fail to be dramatic. This is also this is a good time to talk about the sound, um, because there are a number of different little bleeps and bloops that will greet a goal being scored. Yeah, yeah. depending on who scored it, whether it's your team or the op- opposition. And also, you know, what sort of position you're in in the game. Mm-hmm. So if you score a late equaliser, you might get a different uh, fanfare. I mean, I'd always assumed than... that that little sequence of bleeps bleeps and bloops was random. Uh, I'd not seen... Well, if it could if be. If there's it could a pattern, be. Then, then, I'd, I, I'm, then I'm interested. But I didn't think... I thought it was random, but, I don't, could, but yeah. I don't know. And if it, and if that is true, then that is absolute genius. The, the the outrageous simplicity of doing something like that. Yeah, I mean, well, what what can you do it, with that with that sound chip? It's practically non-existent. Um, so you know, you've got to try. You're trying to recreate the sound of a crowd cheering a goal. I mean, Christ Almighty, I couldn't do that. In randomizing it, it's. It, it it sort of creates this it, it seemingly infinite soundscape, yeah, which ought to be completely impossible with those technical limitations, yeah. but isn't. I also like the I also like the farting noises it makes when you miss. Yeah, well, <laughs> actually, in every every iteration of the game that I I've played over the last day. I've always that's always been my problem is scoring goals. So I became quite. Uh, familiar with that disappointment noise where you know the, your shot whistles just by or often a long way away from the post. I'm just looking at the league table that you sent me last night. Oh, fucking um, dismal. After you'd played, played, played seven, one zero. God, drawn two, yeah. lost five. Scored five, conceded nineteen, two points. Only Mansfield Town below. Yeah, you. I later lost to Mansfield Town. <laughs> that was a that was a very low moment in my life. Was that the low? That was the low. That was point, very yeah. much my I mean, low. Same. Yeah. I actually sent you 
my team's record at the same time, which was it doesn't tell you what the wins, draws, losses were, but. Scored 17, conceded 15, 13 points. It was eighth in the table, and so just under half. I think the, yeah, exactly the hardest, the hardest thing to take, I think, was the five goals in seven games. It's, it's that's that's relegation form, as they say. I I could relate back a number of the the WhatsApp messages that you sent me throughout the first part of Increasingly the. Increasingly um, grumpy and despondent. Yeah, so let's just go right back to the start here. Hang on a minute, what have we got? Uh, I lost 1-0, might send Kevin Toms a death threat. I just signed Kevin Reeves, I'm not impressed so far. I'm getting massacred by Hull, I'm losing 5-1, That Yeah, that was a chastening I, experience. I, I need a whole new team, can you get sacked? I hope not. <laughs> I just bought Peter with. I've only have ten fit players. I'm playing against Colchester with ten men like a cunt. <laughs> Good job they don't distinguish goalkeeper because because my goalkeeper is injured. Two minutes later, lost seven one. Oh, I'll tell um, you that I don't think that I've ever had such a deep, deep moment of the soul playing a football management video game as I had during that. Now, obviously, that is the game where I didn't have Phil Parks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got... (laughs) We're going a little bit further into the season here. We've got losing 2-0. This is a disgrace. (laughs) I refuse to stop until I have won a game. (laughs) And that is intersected with Carter out, Carter out. (laughs) At that point... Uh, At that point, I understood I wasn't the drunk, suffering. I wasn't I wasn't drunk, I wasn't high, I wasn't anything. I was just I was really enjoying it. You were high on life. That's right, that. clear we go. Played fifteen, won one, drew five, lost nine, four thirteen against thirty five, absolute cat shit. Thirteen goals in fifteen games. That's, I, a, that's a bad that's a bad record. But I still I still didn't finish bottom thanks to that win that was against Rochdale. I will always remember Rochdale favourably from now on. The games themselves, there's no tactics to speak of. Um, I mean, you can, should you wish, express um, a formation that you have chosen to play, but that is based purely and simply on the number of defenders, midfielders and attackers that you've you've picked. Um each player gets a rating of uh, between one and five to indicate their skill, which can change as between seasons. And yep. each team before the game, you will see a score for each team's defence, midfield and attack, which is just the sum of all of the picked players in the relevant position. Yeah, There's also the team's energy which is an average of all of the energy ratings, which is between 1 and 20 of your team. And there's the morale rating, which starts at 10, increases if you win, decreases if you lose. I spent most of that season with the Brighton team, uh, with my team's morale at 1. And my my morale was also at 1. So it was pretty, pretty gnarly standoff. (laughs) 
I was imagining on the training field there. Um, difficult, difficult to know what to do with the morale rating because there really is nothing that you can do. It is an element of chance, and there are a number of elements of chance in this game, particularly the transfer system. Well, I love the transfer system. At the end of every game, you are offered a player. Uh, yep, one player a week. One no player more, a week, no less. You can't choose what position. You can't choose how good. You can't even choose whether or not it's the player that you sold last week. And they appear with a, a value and you can then make a bid. If your bid is successful, they join your team. If your bid isn't successful, the transfer will reappear, but the player's value will have increased. Yeah. Can actually lead to some real sort of comical Buster Keaton-style chases where you're all of a sudden ending up paying 45000 for a 20000 value player. Uh, in 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 the perhaps misguided belief that, that it would it's going to reinvigorate your season, you can get a loan out up to two hundred and fifty thousand pounds in the fourth division. Yeah, but it doesn't. It does <laughs> need to be repaid. Boo! In this the season I did with Sheffield Wednesday, I actually I took out a loan because I twice missed out on Peter With at the end of the season when things were getting reasonably tight, and I was battling to um, keep pace with the promotion challenges. I took out a loan and I was able to pay it all back by the end of the season. So it was a double bubble for me. I managed to squeak into third and have no debts. It was the dream of every football club. But I wrote down down the uh, one such sorry transfer saga. It was uh, Eric fucking Gates after the second league match of the season. Uh, we'd lost 1-0 to Berry, And Eric Gates, rating of four skill, so a very decent forward indeed, valued at 20,000. My first bid, which was 19,899. So you can tell I was keen on getting him. Because, you know, I'm not taking the piss there. <laughs> It's only, it's only a hundred and a you know it's a hundred and one pounds shy of the value. No, yeah. no dice. So oh no, but sometimes you can go a couple of grand lower. Yeah, and, well, yeah, know, absolutely, absolutely. I picked up, I picked up somebody. I picked up Steve Fozzy Foster for the low, low price of <laughs> twenty one thousand pounds when he was valued at twenty five. That's very. I was good. just like. I was like, oh, I'm not that bothered about Steve Fozzy Foster, Poor. you know. So uh, if I put in a low bid, if I don't get him, no biggie. So uh, I put in a low bid, and it was accepted. That just. I wonder if there's a. I wonder if that's just entirely random, or whether there's any sort of algorithm. I wonder whether if a team is higher in the league, they'll be less likely to accept your offer. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked that closely. No. Oh, I do know it's is, probably complete. It's probably completely what, random. What I do know is that the value of a player is directly attached to their skill value. Uh, it's a multiple of five in Division Four. It's a multiple of ten in um, Division Three. 
if you get promoted. So multiply the uh, skill level by 5,000 and it will give you their value in the fourth division. And I think it also when when you uh, are missing out on a player, as I did with Eric Gates, three times, mind you. <laughs> Eric fucking Gates. Eric fucking Gates. He was up to 28,800 uh, as his cited value by the time I finally yeah. made a bid 150 over that and secured his services. Uh, we won the next game 4-2. Now, that could have been the Eric Gates effect. Of course, it doesn't tell you who scored the goals. It does not. That is that that is the one area which I think is a shortcoming. <laughs> if your team isn't scoring goals and they're of the same value and roughly the same stamina, uh, how do you separate them? Yeah. I you know, I think it, I I found just stop thinking about it. It's a very sort of um Leninist vision. Of, of the world isn't it the the players are, are essentially treated like cattle as far as i can see yeah. they have no wages they are not paid anything and the, they are just you know traded in and out as a, essentially a commodity mm-hmm. uh, because you don't know how individual players are playing you can't really gain any sort of connection with them and as such, you just don't care. You'll trade people in, you'll trade people out, you'll sign the same player again and then sell them again. It's uh, it's like a cattle auction, which in a way is the way that some football chairmen view football, obviously. Yeah. So there's oh, yeah, an accuracy yeah. just cogs, to that. Just cogs in a machine. Um, but as you say... It is it is a shortcoming of the game. You can't. I I always thought it was one of the shortcomings of the um, Premier Manager that it didn't keep statistics of the rigor of Championship Manager. Um, so mm-hmm. you didn't know how many goals your star forward was actually getting. Here you don't even know who scored the goals. So it seems. There seems to be an element of randomness to the play which you just have to lean into to a certain extent. It's like cribbage. There's definitely skill to a game of cribbage. Yeah, you uh, just don't quite know what it is. But beyond that, if you're going to get shit cards, you're not going to win. And that's that's the way it goes. you know, you don't know the the injuries. Largely random. Player energy levels. You know, you can drop a player at the cost of perhaps uh, some overall skill rating for the whole team. But you, you can't really, you know, you can't really shepherd somebody back from injury or 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 bring them into the team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's plug it's plug and play, really. Yeah, just go out, get on with it, basically, yeah. isn't it? And I, I like I like that feeling of connection that you can get with um, the uh, an individual player. I mean, yeah, by yeah. by championship manager. I mean, there are players who have become famous throughout the world of football. 
who barely ever kicked a ball. Well, but Cherno what, Samba is the obvious. Cherno you know. Samba, Tonton, Zola, Makoko, uh, yeah. Ibrahim Abakayoko. These are legendary footballers off the back of being good on championship manager. Now, mm. you know, uh, Eric fucking Gates can introduce himself as being somebody who appeared on the original football manager, but no one's going to be able to gush at him about how he once got 30 assists in a season because <laughs> you just don't know that that is a shortcoming it's not a shortcoming that necessarily stops your enjoyment of the game and that slightly worried me <laughs> in, in a sort of stalinist way yeah the it, it, my lack of personal connection with the players wasn't changing the level of my enthusiasm of keeping on churning out games to see what would happen. And but yet you went ahead and did it anyway. <laughs> and I suppose... 37 it, now, 37 seasons down. 37, I've been playing, yeah, non-stop. I'm, I've, been, I've been the first division and I've signed Remy Moses 12 times. Actually, signing Remy Moses 12 times wouldn't necessarily be a bad idea because you never know from one season to the next how good he was going to be. He might be a two-skill player. And then next season he'll be four. And you think, what a fool I was to sell Kenny Sansom because now he's one of the best defenders in Europe. Next season, he won't be. Food food for thought. Food for thought. Well, it's food for thought, but also... it's another it's another potential shortcoming. Anyone who goes into the game thinking that they're going to build themselves a sort of Shanklyan dynasty could quickly oh, no chance. could no quickly chance. be disabused of that mm. fact when they find that the exact same squad that secured them promotion is now <laughs> dog shit. Well, that fucking toilet and it's got to be completely ripped out and started again every season. Every it's like, it's kind of Maybe this is where um, maybe this is where Jose Mourinho got his, uh, you know, well, got, yeah. got 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 his managerial chops. So overall, mm. would play again. I would play again. I might, yeah, I might yeah. play again it's, it's... later at the end of this. <laughs> All night. All night in your pants. Oh man, <laughs> bucket of fried chicken. And it's, it, that that is an incredible statement to make for a thirty-eight-year-old game. I mean, this is a game, game nearly as old as I am, and it's you know it still stands up. And you can't say that for a lot of games that are twenty years younger than this. No, we are going to play over the coming weeks, months, quite possibly decades. <laughs> we are going to play some absolute toilet. Yeah, a lot of these games are going to be really just plain, outright bad, and so to start off with what might be the very first one that you could play in your home that was of any substance whatsoever, and to be able to come back to that almost four decades on, and say, actually, yeah, I could give that another go later tonight. You know, why not? Could do. Yeah, well, I'm not going. I'm not going to because I've got to get on with the other podcast, and I've also got to get on with um, 
I'm still trying to kind of root through all these ZX Spectrum games that I've got because I've got literally thousands of them. And I've got to go through all these ZX Spectrum games and sort out which ones I want to keep and which ones I frankly can't be arsed with. Um, but it's it's to be able to come back to a game that is written, like I say, not even in the machine's own code, that's written kind of in the the sort of user interface that was that was designed for people to just sort of mess around with. Um, I think that's an achievement. I think it is. And I also think, having played... I mean, my memory... My mind on this is a little bit hazy because I haven't played it really since the time. But I did get Football Manager 2 when it came out. It was probably one of the last games before I lost interest in the ZX Spectrum. And I'm pretty certain it's better than Football Manager 2. Pretty certain. And Football Manager 2 was decent enough. Yeah. If Football Manager 2 hadn't been the follow-up to Football Manager, uh, it would have been probably more highly regarded than it was. But it had a really tough act to follow. Well, I, yeah, I should say so. It's a work of absolute genius in the truest sense of what I understand genius to be. That it has taken uh, such a limited format and it's done so much with it that it can evoke excitement and emotion and, in my case, despondency. Quite, quite a lot of despondency. Quite a lot of <laughs> aggressively and the, despondent. Yeah, and the other thing that I would say there, the other thing that I would say there, is that even if we kind of disregard all other, all, all other issues and all other matters, all of this is fit into 34 kilobytes Damn which straight. is fuck all so you try writing a game in 34 kilobytes you know for a pc and see how far you get you wouldn't you wouldn't even get no the the opening splash picture we will be returning to the zx spectrum you know there's there's there are there is a ton of spectrum games God help football us. games and so we will be returning fairly regularly to I it. Am, but I do intend to break it up. Uh, I am with dreading, dreading all other football games on the spectrum, I have to tell you. Um, there's a couple of decent ones. There's a couple of decent ones. There is, I think, one management one, which is better Blimey. than Football Manager. So well, I will, I will I, you know, that one may come up. That one, however, I think is quite an obscure one. So I'm not 100% certain that we'll do that one. Certainly not until we're starting to, you know, scrape the bottom of the barrel a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, the thing is that we're going to be doing, you know, we're going to be doing old PC games. We're going to be doing Amiga. We're going to be doing SNES and Mega Drive. Probably PS1. Possibly PS2. Uh, Amiga and Atari ST. So, you know, we're going to be a little bit all over the place with these. But um, I wanted to start with this one because it is kind of ground zero, really. And uh, I don't know what it's going to be next week. I'm going to have a look. Probably the minute we finish this podcast, I will sit down with a glass of orange juice and, you know, and, and be like, all right, OK, well, what, what, what should we do next week then? And then I'll pluck one out of the air and surprise you with it. So there's your guarantee. So there's your guarantee. guarantee but I think we're about I think we're about done. I think I so. Think. Yes. I think so. Um we will endeavour to 
figure out the Patreon. I want to try and streamline the Patreon, but as far as this goes, I guess the 200% Patreon is is open should anyone yeah, wish to support our endeavour. Chuck money in that. There's a very strong chance that my wife is going to have to quit her job. Um which throws us into something approaching the same level of financial crisis that everybody else is involved in. Uh, She works in a care home, and uh, two of her patients tested positive for the old CV-19 last week, and they are still insisting that she returns uh, this weekend. So we think at the moment it is highly unlikely that she will just have to give her notice in there because it simply is not safe. And uh, the idea that somebody who's been... She works 15-hour shifts at work. So the idea that she's done two 15-hour shifts in a weekend with two people who tested positive and then has to go back there again next weekend to do the same thing again is not really a risk, I think, that either of us are prepared to take with it. So we could well be finding ourselves in pretty difficult financial circumstances quite soon. So all money most welcome. Yeah, patreon.com slash uh, 200% pod. Yes. So. I only found out that this afternoon, by the way. Uh, chances are that I've got it as well, too. So, you know, that'll be fun. Although we're, we're, we're at about what the incubation date is expected to be, and nothing's happened yet. So there's a possibility that I might not have it, or that I might be only asymptomatic or have very, very mild symptoms, which the majority of people apparently will uh, will get but now I've said all of this on this podcast no. of course that means that by this time next week there'll be a new co-host on it because... <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, no, I don't want to I don't want to jinx it either way but I don't you know we don't know where we stand at the moment the only way the only thing we do know is that our financial situ- situation may be about to turn a bit desperate just like so, everybody else <laughs> yeah just like everybody else give money give often give now give now there you go, yeah. that's my advice. But yeah, we'll have a look. We'll streamline, we'll add bits and bobs, we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll sort something out. Yeah, I mean, where possible, I will provide downloadable links to the games. Um, if, if I can find them and if I can locate them and if I know how, if I can establish how it can be done. I certainly can with Football Manager. I will post a link to an emulator. I will post a link to an image of the file so you can go and have a look if you want and you can give it a go if you've never done it before and if you fancy a trip or if you haven't you fancy a trip down memory lane then uh there will be links which will you know basically just show you what you what you need to do there is yeah. a we're on a trial version of a PC emulator there are a million different ways of running old games on computers relive those days where you stayed in the whole time through choice yeah by exactly. by staying in the whole time playing football manager in your pants. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there, there will be a link to an emulator, which basically runs ZX Spectrum games, and the file for the game itself. Uh, I will I will have those available. And um, and I and I, I recommend giving it giving it a run out because um, I. I don't know whether I was looking forward to it or not because it was one that I was familiar with. I tend to get more excited by the games I haven't played yet, um, even though they often turn out to be just dreadful. Uh, but um, 
this one I I didn't know whether I was really looking forward to it. But when it when it turned up, it was it was decent. It was good. It's rock solid. It's a rock solid yeah. product. Yeah. So there you go. That's your lot. Um, we'll be back next week with this. I think we're going to try and make this one weekly, aren't we? Well, we'll try. I mean, I'll, I'll certainly be back next yeah. week. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll see what I can. T- and I'll he'll see, see what, what I can do. do. I'll see what I can do. But um, there you go. Thanks very much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at T-W-O-H-T. And you can also find us on Facebook at 200%.net. One word. So T-W-O-H-U-N-D-R-E-D-P-E-R-C-E-N-T-D-O-T-N-E-T. I've kind of given up on the podcast feeds because it's just a lot of hassle and there's only about 40 or 50 followers on it. Just you know, just switch over to the other one. You know where to find us. Yeah. So um yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks very much for listening and bye bye. Eat flake.